Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 11. So it's been a little while since our last episode. I was off uh, gallivanting the globe a little bit, exploring India. Did I come back a changed man? Probably not, but uh, I had some incredible experiences. took my mom. It was one of her uh, bucket list items, and uh, we had an incredible, incredible time. We did the, the northern part of India. They call it the Golden Triangle, from Delhi to Agra to Jaipur. We went down south a little bit to do some tiger spotting in Ranthambore National Park, and then we went to Jodhpur and Udaipur, uh, a little more west, and really, we we only really covered one equivalent to one province, which is uh, Rajasthan. Uh, we had such a great experience. I I'm gonna write about write about it on on the blog, but it was there's so many uh, I mean beautiful sites. Uh, obviously, the Taj Mahal is breathtaking. Um, there's tons of forts and temples, uh, Sikh temples, Buddhist temples, Jain temples, and they're all incredible. But just just as uh, fascinating is is everything in between. Uh, when we were driving from town to town, I almost had my face pressed against the window the entire time, just because there's so much life happening around you, you know. And we all know India's busy, but it's one thing to to hear about it, but another thing to see everything that's going on around you, and and it's very humbling, you know. The, um, uh, I was talking to someone in the hotel about, you know, we're staying in, in nice places, but in between, it's it's kind of crazy to see how little people have. But at the same time, they're they're not unhappy. You know, they, they've got families, they work hard. And, and who are we to judge that our life is any better? You know, it's just an incredible place to visit. You know, uh, it's just <laughs> driving over there is insane. I definitely don't think I'd have the confidence to drive myself over there. There's there's like no rules of the road. There's no signaling. Uh, you use your, your, your horn to pass people and you can drive on the wrong side of the road if you want. And you share the road with cows and, and a dude with a herd of 50 goats. So it's just, you know, I'm going to write about it all on my blog. We stopped at a a village and got to meet the the children in the local school. And it was just... Just absolutely, it's almost, I, I'm almost speechless talking about it. But uh, yeah, again, if you're interested in reading about it, it'll be up on the blog in, in a few days. Uh, and the blog is The Adamantium on Tumblr. Or you can get to it through the Adamantium podcast website, which is theadamantium.com. And I might as well take the opportunity to plug the social media then, which is on Instagram, at The Adamantium, on Facebook, at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter, at Adam R. Harrison. So when I first thought of the podcast, I thought I would, I almost assumed I would mostly do music interviews, but not limited to that, but mostly because of my music journalism experience, photographing concerts, writing reviews, writing interviews for various magazines. But we had a, a surprising amount of interest from individual talents uh, while I was building those relationships with publicists. And now that we've got like almost a dozen episodes under our belt, we're getting those interests from from bands and their management, which is really, really uh, fun and exciting. So that being said, uh, our next episode features Tommy Karavik, who is the lead singer and frontman of legendary symphonic metal band Camelot, who date back to the early 90s. But Tommy took over as lead singer in 2012 for longtime singer Roy Kahn, uh, who left the band for health reasons. Tommy's now done three albums 
uh, with Camelot. Their newest album just came out at the beginning of April. It's called The Shadow Theory, and it's excellent. So I met with Tommy. I have to thank him again because he wasn't feeling the greatest that day, but he still uh, was happy to do the podcast with us. We recorded on their tour bus uh, before the show. The show was awesome. Three great bands that night, Camelot, Delane, who we're going to have on the podcast next, and Battle Beast, who I was introduced to for the first time that night and really enjoyed. So uh, one of the ideas I had when having bands and musicians on the podcast, I was thinking, you know, what if what if people don't know this band or, or this musician? Are they not going to be as inclined to listen? So I thought of an idea of what I could do is, is kind of give out uh, song recommendations that you can YouTube or Spotify before or after you listen or whenever you bloody well please. So starting with Camelot, I'm going to give you my five of my favorite Camelot songs. My all-time favorite Camelot song is called Karma, spelled with a K. And another one is Forever. Another one is The Haunting. And then the first single that Tommy did with Camelot is called Sacrimony. It's an awesome, awesome song. He did it that night in Toronto with Charlotte Wessels from Delane, who we're having on the podcast next, spoiler alert. And it was really, really epic. Great song. And then the last one I'm going to recommend is actually their latest single, Phantom Divine. And without wasting any more time, I think we should just get right into the interview. Why don't we do that? So enjoy episode 11 of the Adamantium podcast with Tommy Karavik of Camelot. Again for, for joining me, Tommy. No worries. We've got Tommy uh, Karavik here from Camelot, uh, currently on tour uh, in Toronto doing the Opera House tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, how's the tour going so far? It's going great. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just uh, getting started, but uh, it's been, every show's been great so far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, crowds are just amazing. And just today we played Montreal, and that was Amazing. Yeah, the French crowds are, yeah. are usually pretty good. Yeah, I've been to a few shows in Montreal myself. Really good. Did you play uh, Metropolis? Yeah. Yeah, great yeah. venue. Great, it's a great, great venue. venue. Yeah. Um, that's great, yeah. And um, actually, I wanted to ask you about touring because, I mean, you guys are kind of a split European American band. True. What's, is it ever strange kind of uh, transitioning between like a European crowd to a North American crowd and from the big festival scene to, you know, the club scene? No, actually not. I mean, we we did rehearsal, like a solid rehearsal week, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2012. And, okay. and that's kind of what we still live off of, you know? Yeah. And then we just started playing, and we played. It doesn't really matter where we play, as long as the band does, you know, every, every member does his homework. Right. You know, and just plays and practices. Do you find you ever have to cater to the audience that's there? I mean, European crowds are so much different than they are here in, in North America. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. I mean, I would say there are some differences, but mainly, I think the Camelot crowds doesn't matter where right. you are because okay. it's, it's kind of the same response. They're here to see you. Yeah, so. they're here to see us, and they know the songs, and they sing with us, and have, have a good time. Um, do you have any favorite places to perform? Uh, I actually love touring the states because of. You know, just uh, 
obviously the, we, we're growing stronger mm -hmm. with each record over here so okay. it's it's actually now getting to the point where we're kind of similar in size okay as is our in Europe yeah yeah so which is really cool we always been stronger before in the like down Norway yeah uh, Holland well I find like that. that that's more the that's they have that scene yeah there. it's a, you know true but yeah. now it's, we really can we can see that it's really taking off here too which is really cool. And now we bring in really like a really strong package bands. Yeah, well I think metal in general's kinda of had a bit of a resurgence yeah. in North America. True. Um, and and you guys yourselves are kind of a mix of Europeans, Americans. Do you, do you guys find that you guys have different traditions oh, yeah. in your touring? Yeah? Yeah. What are some of those? <clears throat> I mean just look at the bus we're in right now. <laughs> like right. buses, for example. Yeah. Uh, uh, here over here, it's the the standard is to be everything's like dark and, okay. and like you know if you look at the bunk alley, yeah. it's like everything's black and dark and black couches and stuff. And where in, in Europe, it's a little more, it's more vibrant or yeah, a little more uplifting, maybe red okay. or you know maybe right. something. But um, so yeah, I think styles and also styles of venues, you know, right, a little bit different. But amongst you guys, do you find maybe even like uh, fashion or like how you guys eat or oh. is all that very different between? Well, nah. I mean, the American people in our band mm -hmm. is very are very health okay. conscious, you know. And, and me and Oliver, you know, we we try to work out a lot and on tour and eat healthy and stuff. And it just comes down to what kind of person you are. I think. And and how is that when you're on tour, eating healthy and and, and exercising? Like how? It's tough. It's tough, but. It feels a lot better if you do it, if you actually do it. Right. So when when you're touring, say like, uh, how, how do you use the gym? Like if you do... uh, for this tour, we actually actually bought uh, we bought a barbell, a big barbell. Okay. With two hundred pounds. Okay. So, we just, so we you bring it into the venue with you, or yeah, or just do it outside the bus if oh, okay. we're in the parking lot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that just makes. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, right? you gotta do it. Yeah, I met uh, Justin Hawkins a while back from The Darkness, and he used to just go run yeah. 15k wherever he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally, totally important to maintain also sanity. Of course, yeah. So. And same with eating wise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I even know when you're traveling, it's just so easy to fall into eating whatever's eating quickest. Crap. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys are recording a live DVD coming up. At yeah. the O13 in Tilburg, yeah. uh, in, in the, which is in the Netherlands. Um, any particular reason for that that venue? Well, we played there before, and uh, they recently just opened it up to a bigger room. Okay. Just when we were there last time, actually. So it's it's a very beautiful, uh, new place. Mm -hmm. It's kind of central for people to get to Amsterdam, which is really close. Okay. Because um, we we expect people to come from from everywhere. From all over you know. the Netherlands. And all over the world. Okay. Yeah. So, so it is. It's like not too big and not not small. Yeah. So it's like the perfect size, I think, for an intimate show, but a, but still a, a, big crowd. a big crowd. Yeah. It's gonna look really cool. DVD. That's cool. That's great. Um, you had actually just said just earlier that um, you guys are growing over here, uh, and I kind of noticed when when you joined the band, Camelot itself kind of got a, a bit of a rejuvenation. Um, and kind of like a new life. Uh, there was you guys at one point were, were number one on Billboard at one point, and you had a massive tour. Yeah. What What do you think you personally brought to the band that kind of gave them that new energy? 
hard to say when you're in it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if it, it was anything I did or if it was just the, the sum of everything, you know? Right. Like, uh, of course, there's a, a slight change of style, maybe. Yeah. You know? Uh, maybe a little more focused on the the participation live-wise, like between the crowd and the band. Yeah. Because uh, I feel that's really, really important to people. Mm -hmm. They should be seen and heard. Of and, course. And, you know, felt. Right. So, um, so I think that is a little bit of a difference to what it was before. Okay. Uh, which I think people, you know, they want to go and see a show and feel that like they're, they're interacting part of it. with the band. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's what I miss. If I if I go to a show and you're just in the you're just watching. The, yeah, it, yeah. It feels like you're a little bit separate. removed from the band. Yeah. So. That and, and of course, uh, everyone got you know. It's always stressful if someone leaves the band or right. decide not to. So, so there was stress going on because of the of course that situation. So every, everything got a new energy in life. With so the, the other guys kind of got yeah got a, a new excitement yeah. with a new member. True. Great. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, but you're also you're also in another band. Yeah. Uh, Seventh Wonder. And then I also read somewhere that you're also a firefighter. Yeah. How do you how do you manage your time and how do you manage all? Yeah, it's it's been tough. Because to you were saying you were saying to me earlier before we started recording that even already it's like this tour is, uh, you know, it's been so busy. Yeah. And whatnot. So then yeah. to finish one tour and go on another. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, the good thing is that we don't tour with Seventh Wonder. We haven't released anything for. Eight years now. Okay. So we, we were working. We have we have a new album coming out in October. Yes, I noted. Yeah. But um, so it's been a lot of work. But we haven't toured, which is good. You know, it has yeah. really helped me because. You think you will tour on this album? I mean, we, we for sure are going to play selected shows. Yeah. Uh, tour might happen. Okay. It's shorter kind of thing. But, but even the time to work on the new album and stuff, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to be, especially because, I mean. I don't even know physically how you do it because a lot of Camelot's based over here, right? And Seventh yeah. Wonders based over in, in Europe. Yeah, I mean, we. The good thing is that we, our producer, producer Sasha Peth, yeah, is from Germany. Okay. In, when it comes to Camelot, so so I usually go out to, to uh, Germany. Okay. To do my stuff. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm not I'm not flying over here very much. Okay. To do stuff. Well, that that helps a bit. Yeah. The, Where do you live? You're in, in Stockholm. In Stockholm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, are you, how are like? Are you still doing firefighting? And yeah, I mean, I worked as a firefighter for seventeen years. Right. And then I I did Camelot and Southwater at the same time. Right. So so there was like basically no no time no time <laughs> to do anything. So, but when you go back, do you just show up and be like, hey, I'm here for work? <laughs> no, actually, uh, last year I took off. Okay. Uh, a and year you off. went back. And then I went back during the summer to. To just help out because okay. then, then is that was kind of the deal, you know. If you right. go off for a year, at least work summer because that's when everyone goes for vacation. Okay. Right? So they needed the competence to stay, you know. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. You don't find many musicians who have a it's crazy. another job. You no, know, they like have, a, they've been uh, really helpful. Yeah. But uh, since now this year I did the same thing. I took off a year because I had to do three albums. Right. I had to do the Aryan album. I had to do. Seven Wonder album right. and Camelot album. <laughs> so uh, it was I would never have uh, been, been able to. 
I can't imagine smoke and fire is the best thing for a, a singer. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're writing and when you're making a new album, do you have to be in a, a different kind of headspace for each band? Oh yeah. So, but what, it happens naturally. It happens naturally. It's not it's not a difficult thing to kind no. of switch from one to the others. No. I mean, difficult yes because if you're doing everything at the same time, you only have so much creativity. Right, right of course. But if, if you're, if I, for example, when I worked on this um, Camelot thing, it's been more, it's been more like you're only doing that. Yeah. I can't really do things at the same time. I have right. to focus on this and hone in on the feeling and emotion and whatever, and try to do something good, and then have to like totally switch. That's what I was going to say, you have to kind of, yeah. like if someone from 7th Wonder were to call you today, yeah. <laughs> tonight while you're in the middle of a tour, yeah, be like, would, it would be difficult. It would be, I couldn't do it. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of need to set aside time for yeah, each have to, have to have that time to transition. Well, uh, Camelot just released a new album, Shadow Theory, uh, which I listened to over the weekend. It's pretty pretty awesome. That's, Thank you. Know, that was all your albums. You know, that's <laughs> all their albums. Um, I read that the, the kind of the themes around it were exploring the human mind and kind of this modern age of technology yeah. and social experimentation. Yeah. Is this something that you guys think about a lot? And I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. if you wrote an album about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, I mean, and but how I kind of mean is like, yeah. what, where do you think maybe the humanity Smart is going? Know, yeah. and where, where do you think maybe even music is going in this kind of age? The thing we wrote about on this album is kind of what we see already, right? You know, and what what probably what most likely is going to happen even more in the future, how we see it, yeah. And it was it was pretty cool because I was watching this Mr. Robot. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's kind of it kind of matches with what we what you guys are writing about. Yeah, what, what we're writing about, which is cool. And that I so saw after was that I was going to say was that coincidence? Or yeah, that was yeah. that was just coincidence. That was yeah. after. It was just. Needed some something to right. I've heard it's really. I haven't actually. I haven't That's seen cool. it. But I heard it's really good. But but yeah, it's like this. We, we, we already started on Haven to explore. Yeah. Stuff, you know, like dystopic future, futuristic uh, uh, stuff, and, and we wanted to stay there a little bit because mm -hmm. we weren't done. Right. So we just kept on one foot in Haven, moving forward. So yeah. And with with like all the changes, you know, or not just changes, but the way kind of the future is going with with social media and everything. Where do you see like not just Camelot's music, but kind of metal? Where do you kind of see it going? It's very hard to say, but it like you said, it's been you know going up now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's having this resurgence and having a great success. Yeah, and uh, and that's kind of what you. Maybe it's it's like a, a festival, right? It's, right? it's like if Spotify in live it's a live Spotify, you right? Know? So maybe so people are discovering. Yeah, I think also just with social media being everyone's kind of being able to be more individual. I think these people that are into metal are kind of getting their voice back. And yeah, 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 uh, for sure. I mean, it's not only bad things about. No, no, of course not. I mean, there's a reason we use it. There's yeah. a reason we have it. Yeah, yeah I mean. Monetary or, or economically, it's really it's not a good thing. Yeah. For bands. Right. To so we we kind of plead to people like 
please buy the album right. and listen to Spotify. But right. but not only listen to Spotify because that doesn't help us. Doesn't, yeah. You know, it doesn't help <laughs> if us. If you want us to keep making music, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really help. Because yeah. uh, I, I know if I look at my statement, you know, from Spotify. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's like, like a couple cents of the, you know. That's yeah. What like I've read it's like the total. The total. I mean, Camelot sells a lot of albums. Yeah. And and is a known band. Yeah. But if you look at the Spotify revenue, it's like you wouldn't know that. It's like ten bucks, you know, <laughs> or something. You know? Yeah. It's like how right. It's not possible to. So you have to buy the album. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, going back to the making of the album, Camelot kind of has this really big kind of epic sound. Um, is it ever difficult? Do you ever feel like you kind of have to one up? the last album or you know what I mean like how do we make this sound bigger how do we make it well I think it comes naturally for the with this album it was more we wanted to um, make it a little more straight to the point like uh, sound wise like yeah more, more upfront guitar maybe louder drums yeah something that that's that we maybe felt like okay this this could be approved on the last album then again, it's always next album. We might want to take a step back instead, right. you know. But so you never know. But we always just want to make the best with what we have right now. Okay. You know, and then like see, evaluating the last album, like what what could what could be better or what worked within what like worked. any project, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then again, if you start writing music, you everything of that goes to shit. Anyway, right. <laughs> so you just make something. Right. And was it? When you're writing with with Camelot, was it uh, a difficult transition because these guys had kind of been writing together already for years, and, and you were like the new guy? Or it was a challenge, yeah, the because I, I couldn't just write stuff that I would normally write. Right. Um, so I had to do my research, the older albums, of course, and listen to what what would what would um, what is the formula or what is the thing that makes this sound like Camelot. Right. So that was a challenge for me um, as, as a musician, and something that I think I grew with. Mm-hmm. You know? What were uh, what were some of your favorite songs to learn when you first started playing with Camelot? The first song I sang with them was Even Echo. Okay. Uh, and then I remember singing Central Universe a yeah. lot in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I like I really like them all. It's really fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, you got uh, a great discography. Yeah. So, so it's really cool to be to be part of that. Just kind of bring my own stuff into it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which I feel with this uh, latest album, even also that I, I could be myself a little more. You know, bring myself. You can bring yourself into it because yeah. now it's more. Yeah. A new group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys now have a, a new drummer as well. Yeah. Johan Nunes. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys know Johan and, and what made him kind of the right choice for, for Camelot? Uh, well, he, uh, he's he been uh, been a drum tech for for the band before. Uh, oh, okay. And we also know he plays in Firewind and with Gus, G. Okay. So we've been touring with them. So we kind of knew him as a person. Yeah, he was a good okay. guy. He's you know, a good fit. Good fit. Uh, fortunately, he's not on tour with us right now because oh, he okay. hurt, his, uh, hurt his ankle. We can't play. Ah, so who's playing with you tonight? Alex Landenberg from okay. Rhapsody. Oh, okay, yes, uh, I, I think he's played with you before as well. Yeah, he played with us uh, 
for the Iron Maiden gig. Right. Yeah. Actually, that was my next question was about the Iron Maiden gig. Yeah. Because uh, Iron Maiden's probably my all-time favorite yeah. metal band. Yes. So, yeah. and he played in front of a crowd of sixty-five thousand. Or, uh, who? I, I was just curious. Uh, who's? Who are some of the, uh, your heroes that you've gotten to play with or meet? You know, while touring or. I mean, obviously, Maiden is yeah, is up there. You know, yeah. like, it's like just to say that you've been played with, play with Iron Maiden is, then you could basically die. After yeah. <laughs> so, so that I have to say, of course. Uh, but just any cool, good musician, like the people we have with us here, for yeah. example, were uh, it's just fantastic to see really good musicians yeah. here. What they do. So. Is there is there any others that you kind of grew up listening to, and then you guys were at a festival with them or something? Yeah, or? I mean, I, I always listen to Dream Theater. Dream, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we opened up for Dream Theater in Hungary. Okay. In Budapest, which was also cool, you know, like uh, James Lebrie coming up to me, sitting right. on the side when I was doing the set. Okay. And he was like, you know, gave me a hug after and said, oh, "That's awesome, man." Oh, and that's stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like kind of makes. You know. Yeah makes it all uh, yeah it's, it's really it's like, cool it, it's like the circle all the bands that I listen to yeah somehow you end up end up seeing them. around yeah which is uh, especially with the festival circuit yeah. and stuff right yeah so, so yeah. so with the festival circuit coming up how are you gonna uh, how are you gonna keep track of the World Cup this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be I, I love watching of course yeah so I'm a big a, uh, where I'm, I'm a big soccer fan myself too yeah. so yeah okay what do you think of Slaton and, and uh, uh, did and you see the first the first yeah, game no. oh my gosh I was in I was I was traveling India at the time okay and there's like three of my friends are like have you seen this yet <laughs> like yeah what was it 20 minutes he was in and yeah. unbelievable yeah. unbelievable yeah you guys are gonna miss him yeah totally he, he said now that he's gonna maybe play in the, really? in the World Cup Really, but so yeah. We see. Yeah, I know. I've always been kind of uh, out of luck because both my my heritage is Northern Irish. Okay. And then Canadians. <laughs> so yeah. I've never had anyone to cheer for. Yeah, there's no, there's no. We had Northern Ireland made the Euro. Okay. Yeah, and they did pretty well. Like for such a small country, they did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, they made it out of the group stage, but oh, uh, yeah, but it was the first time we ever had anyone to actually cheer for. Yeah, that's and cool. It's like bye. Association, we cheer for England, and that's also heartbreak. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, totally. You don't really yeah. want to do that. No, no, yeah. that's it. Well, uh, Tommy, it was great having you on. Thank you very much for taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule, but uh, it's a pleasure Thanks, having sir. you on. Thank you very much. Thank Good luck tonight. Thanks. Looking forward to the show. Adamantium.